Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are dedicated to helping you live your best life. And it's a journey that we call pursuing limitless life in Jesus. And we're doing it all for one reason, so that our lives can impact the world. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. We're starting a new series today called It's Time, which I'll tell you more about in a little bit. But for those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade, and I'm the lead pastor here at No Limits, alongside my wife, Beth, who you saw up here singing this morning. Uh, This is a place where we'll help you live your best life. Everybody say, best life. The best life is the one that God created you to live. And this is a journey that we call pursuing limitless life in Jesus. It's because our core scripture, Ephesians 3.20, tells us that God wants to, like, blow our minds with what he can accomplish through our lives. So that's what we're after, and that's also why our church is called No Limits Church, because there's no limit to what God can do in your life. If you just let him, like you just got to let him. And the reason we're living a no limits life is for us to all get to a place where we're making an eternal difference in the lives of those around us. Like, can you guys imagine if every single one of us took the limits off of our life, what God could accomplish in our community and all around the world through this church, through your life? It'd be incredible. And the way we get there is through four clearly defined steps, which we like to call your spiritual journey. If you've been here for long, you've heard these before. Step one is when you know God. A lot of people know about God, but that's not the same thing as knowing Him relationally and personally. So the first step in anybody's spiritual journey is first got to develop that relationship with God. And one of the best ways to do that is what you're doing right now. Because our Sunday services, like that's our primary focus. The reason we meet here every Sunday is to help you guys know God through, our, through worship and through the message that we preach from the Word of God. Awesome. And then the second step is when you find freedom. It's when you settle all your yesterdays and you find freedom from all those things that are holding you back. We're talking about like addiction or maybe you've been mad at somebody for the last 20 years and you need to forgive them. All those things are stepping into freedom. In other words, we, have all, we all have things in our lives that we're hiding from everybody else. and We kind of stuff them in the dark closet of our lives for nobody to see. Well, at some point you got to turn the light on and find freedom from all that stuff. And the best way to do that is through small groups. Because the way to find freedom and stay in freedom is to develop close relationships with other believers. And then step three is discover purpose. You're not here by chance. God put you here for a reason, and he has a specific assignment on your life. It can be tough to discover, like, why you're here, because there's so many distractions going on in the world around us, but that's why we have growth track. And what growth track is, is a four-step process where we walk alongside you as you discover your purpose. It happens every Sunday at 1230, right after church, here in the auditorium. Today's the first Sunday of the month, which means it's step one of growth track. So if you haven't completed step one yet, I'd love for you to be there. Be a good time. And then step four of your spiritual journey is when you make a difference. This is the final step, and it's actually the whole reason that you're after this in the first place, is because you want to make an eternal difference in the lives of others. When you know God, and you're walking in freedom, and you've discovered your purpose, you're kind of like this amazing force to those around you because you're fulfilled, you have joy, and how many of you know that you stand out if you just have those two things in our world today? So we're making a difference by walking around with those qualities, and we're also making a difference simply because we've decided to live our lives to make a difference instead of living our lives for ourselves. But just look around at our broken world. Like now more than ever, they need us to live a no-limits life. The world needs that. The world needs us. And here's what you need to know, though. No matter how long you've been in church, no matter how long you've been a Christian, like you're somewhere in this spiritual journey. And since we're all somewhere on this journey, that means we all have a next step to take. And I've been talking about these four steps, like, for a year now. So some of y'all might be tired of hearing about them, but what I do hope is that they're clear now and that you get it. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. And you could probably go and tell somebody else about them because you've heard me say them so much. But however, even though we know what the steps are, some of us are having a hard time getting moving 
through the steps. Like you need somebody to come and maybe give you a little nudge. Let's get going. Because you're kind of like sitting there looking at your life, the life you know you're supposed to be living. Like it's kind of off in the distance, but it's somewhere within reach. And, and you're kind of in a trance. And you're just kind of sitting there. Huh. Well, yeah, that'd be nice. And so you need a little motivation. And that's why we're in the series called It's Time, because the light is green and the time is now to get started through your spiritual journey. So go ahead and look at the person next to you and say, it's time. Now look at your second choice and say, it's really time for you. Now, I don't get frustrated very often. I'm a pretty calm person. But there is one modern issue that we all face about every day that really gets under my skin. And you probably know what I'm talking about, and you guys may even be one of these people. And if you are, don't tell me, because I don't want to be frustrated at you. But you know when you're like sitting at the light, and you're like the second car in line, the light turns green, and you're still sitting there because the car in front of you didn't go? And you know what's up, because they had their head down looking at that little pocket demon. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Like, you couldn't sit at a light for 20 seconds without pulling out your phone. Like, you might have a problem. But in these moments, the polite thing to do is to just give them a little beep, beep. But that's not what any of us wants to do. We want to give them a nice, let's get going. So, as your pastor, I want nothing more than for you guys to progress along your spiritual journey. So, when I see you sitting still, what I want to do is give you a, let's get going. Let's keep moving. But I promise not to do that through this series. I'm just going to give you all little beep, beeps. Time to get going, all right? So I promised you all that today. It's time to start moving towards the life you're supposed to be living. But for that to happen, you can't keep doing what you've been doing. you got to change it up. You need to put your foot on the gas, and you need to start moving through these four steps of your spiritual journey. And listen, like, I can't do this for you. I would like to, but I can't. We provide all the tools for you, though. Like, Sundays will help you know God. Small groups will help you find freedom. Growth Track will help you discover purpose. Dream Team will help you make a difference. And all this is just kind of like sitting there waiting for you. You just like have to make a choice to push on the gas and get going through these steps. It's time. It's time to make Sunday services a priority. It's time to make small groups a priority. It's time to make growth track a priority. No more sitting still. I'm not going to be distracted anymore. I'm going to get moving. I'm going to put my foot on the gas. The light's green. The time's now. And if you're serious about living your, your best life, a no limits life, then you owe it to yourself to just make these decisions and do it. And I really want to encourage you guys to be here for all four weeks of this series. Because they're all going to give you little beep beeps. And it's going to be what you need to get motivated. It's really going to help you. So now let me show you something in the book of Luke. Luke 9.57 says, On the road, someone asked if he could go along. I'll go with you wherever, he said. So here's what's going on. Jesus was traveling, and somebody came up to Jesus and was like, Hey, hey, can I come? Like, I don't care where we're going. I just want to go wherever you're going, Jesus. But Jesus didn't give him a beep, beep in this moment. He actually gave him a, and he said, Kurt, are you ready to rough it? We're not staying in the best ends, you know. You mean following Jesus isn't all roses and butterflies? You mean people aren't going to treat us like royalty? We don't get to stay in the best accommodations? Well, I never. I'm out. I'm not doing this. And some of y'all haven't found your best life because you're looking for the easy route. But if it were easy, you would already be doing it. Heck, everybody would be doing it, right? And it reminds me of how everybody wants to start their own business and work for themselves. But most people think it'll be easy. So when it doesn't work out the first time, they just 
give up because it wasn't easy. Because if it were easy, everybody would own their own business and everybody would be successful in it. Do we see that happening? No, because it's not easy. There's lots of failure along the way. There's lots of challenges along the way. And the only people that make it in business are the ones who decide to use those failures and use those challenges to progress them on into the future. They learn from them to make their business better. That's no different in your walk with Jesus. If you want the amazing life that he's prepared for you, then you got to buckle your seatbelt and you got to get ready to rough it. And if you don't like those words, I didn't say them. Jesus did. Are you all ready to rough it? Doesn't sound very encouraging, does it? You're like, I don't like this sermon anymore. He goes on to say, Jesus said to another, follow me. And he said, certainly, but first excuse me for a couple of days, please. I have to make arrangements for my father's funeral. Jesus refused. I mean, this guy, he, he had a good excuse, didn't he? He had to make arrangements for his father's funeral and Jesus refused? What? I mean, like, if, if my dad passed away and, like, I just left and went to follow Jesus and left with the rest of my family to prepare his funeral and do all that, they would not like me. Would they like you if something like that happened? No. So what's, what's the deal, Jesus? Well, he was, he was clear that it wasn't a good excuse, and he said, first things first, your business is life, not death, and life is urgent. Announce God's kingdom. In other words, Jesus was just simply saying, don't waste time on your dad's death because, like, you can't change that. You can't do anything about it, but instead you should remain focused on what I've called you to do. Proclaim God's kingdom to those that are alive. Good stuff. And then another said, I'm ready to follow you, Master, but first excuse me while I get things straightened out at home. And we all really like to use this one. Like, this is a good one. I'd love to join a small group, but things are just too crazy at home, so, so I'll get it next time. I'd love to go through growth track, but I'm just really tired after church on Sunday, so I just, I just can't be there this time. Any, anybody make those excuses out there? Did, did I catch you? Well, here's what Jesus would say to you. This is not me saying this, all right? This is what Jesus would say. Jesus said, no procrastination, no backwards looks. You can't put God's kingdom off until tomorrow. Seize the day. Let's go. It's time. Beep, beep. Or was that more of a... Uh, Take your foot off the brake, quit looking in the rearview mirror, quit making excuses, it's time to move. And here we are at the beginning of a new year, so we all kind of have this fresh motivation to, to do these things. So we should just take advantage of that and use it to get this bus moving down the street. And when it comes to making positive change in your life, there's actually two things you need to do. And the first thing is you got to leave all the crappy stuff behind so you don't carry it with you into the new season. And then you got to discover the new things that you want to bring into your life. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you three things that you need to throw in the trash on the way out. Then I'm going to give you four things that you need to apply to your life. And this is where you can start filling out those forms that were, or those message notes that were in your seat if you want to. I know some of y'all like to do that. Some of y'all don't like to do that. And that's fine. Just do, do, just do you. Those are there for you if you want them. And here's the first one that you need to move on from. Move on from old history. Like some of us just need to click that clear history button in our lives clear history. I'm talking about the divorces, the bankruptcies, all those failed attempts that whatever you tried to do. And, and you know that one event that you just keep holding on to? Like, like you know what that is for you. Like, we all kind of have that, that one thing that just, it still defines us. Like, it was tragic, it was difficult, it was hard, and we still just like, let it define who we are today. But you don't have to. Because take a look at Isaiah 43.18, it says, but forget all of that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do, for I'm about to do something new. And you know, that's really the problem with the Bible right there. It just makes it sound so easy. 
But that's because God's given you all the power you need to forget all that stuff and move into something new. Y'all just been trying to do it on your own. That's what makes it hard. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I'll make a pathway through the wilderness. I'll create rivers in the dry wasteland. Some of y'all need to claim that promise today, don't you? And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm your pastor, because I want to show you guys, like, God's already began something new in your life. It's already there. And I want to beep, beep y'all to get moving down the road, down this pathway, through the wilderness. Yeah, the pathway may be hard sometimes, but God's going to be with you. He's, he's going he's to make a pathway in the wilderness. He's going to create rivers in the dry wasteland. So it may not be the perfect accommodations. It may not be the perfect path. Like, it may look difficult. It may be difficult. And that's okay, because God's going to be with you. It's going to be awesome. Here's the second thing to move on from, old habits. This really isn't a popular thing to talk about these days. But I love you all too much just to stay silent about it. Because the truth is, if, you're, if you keep doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing, you're never going to live your best life. It's never going to happen. And I know our culture tries to tell you all it's okay. Like, it's okay. You know, just, just do what you want. But it's not okay. Because it's not going to help you live your best life. If the Word says that we believe it, we do it regardless of what culture says. And what's the best way to remove an old habit? Yeah? And join us for 21 days of prayer and fasting. That's one reason that we do it. It, also, it starts today, and I'm going to give you some information at the end of service on how you can join that and even get daily reminders to keep you encouraged along the way. But when it comes to fasting, what do you all think of? Starving food, right? <laughs> And that's definitely a version of fasting, but actually the whole reason for fasting is to take something that has a hold of you and to show it who's boss. Like, you don't have charge of me. I'm not going to let food master me. I'm not going to let TV master me. I'm not going to let my phone master me. Whatever that is for you, it's, a, it's not saying that those things can't be in your life. They just shouldn't have control over your life. And you all know, you all know what that is. I don't got to tell you. And here's the deal. Like, the, you know, it's just that thing that you can't seem, say no to. Like, that's the thing that you need to fast over this. If you're asking, Cade, what should I fast over the 21 days? That thing that just came to mind when we were just talking. That's the thing. But it's going to be hard. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. It's really about being led. The whole idea of fasting is really about being led by your spirit instead of your body or your mind. Because whenever you got saved, like, your spirit is the part of you that became new. But I don't know if you all noticed, but your body and your mind, like, they're really loud. They're so loud that you can't hear your spirit a lot of times. But fasting kind of restores that relationship so you can begin to hear at a deeper level than just what your mind and what your body are telling you. And here's how the Bible says it in Isaiah 58. Is not this the kind of fasting that I've chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke? To set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? So it's trying to break free from those old habits, and that's what fasting is all about. And here's the third one. Move on from old hurts. Like someone hurts you, and you've been holding on to it. It could have been just a few days ago. It could have been a few weeks ago. It could have even been a few years ago. And you just keep holding on to it. So what can you do about it? Nothing. It happened. They hurt you. And they may or may not apologize. You can't control that. But what can you do for yourself? You can move on. You can forgive. You can wipe the slate clean and believe the best and give them another chance. Here's an example from the Bible. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old's gone. The new's here. And this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. Like God cleared away 
everything that you did against him. And did you do anything to earn that? No. So we were far from God because of our own choices that he reconciled with us. We didn't reconcile with him. He reconciled with us. And the word reconcile actually means to bring the balance to zero. So that means there was a balance. You owed God something, and he just wiped it out. Some of y'all need to reconcile with whoever hurt you. They don't need to reconcile with you. You need to reconcile with them. Why? Because God gave us the example. And it's the only way for you to live the life that you're supposed to be living. So I've just given you three things to move on from. So let's bring it all together in this one simple sentence. I can't start the next chapter of my life if I keep rereading the last one. Some of y'all need to put that on your fridge. All right, so now that we've cleaned house, let's talk about those four things to bring into your life. Jesus is the one that actually taught us to let go of the old and press into the new. Take a look. In Matthew 4, 17, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. So the word repent is an ugly word to people, but it simply means just change direction. Change direction, leave the old behind and press into something new. And take a look at this. I'm going to highlight a different word for you in the same verse. The kingdom of God of heaven is near. It's not far away. It's not as hard as you thought to live the life that God created for you. It's near. It's right there. It's within reach. So it's time to change direction in four areas. It's time to get closer to God. It doesn't matter if you've been serving God for 50 years or if you just committed your life to Him today. We can all get closer to God. And we should all be intentional about getting closer to God. I've been leading in the church for 12 years now. I spent 10 years as a worship leader, and I'm on my second year as pastor. I'm a Bible school graduate, and yet I still find myself getting closer to God every week. You can get closer to God. The more time you spend in His Word, the more time you spend in prayer, the more time you spend with His people by coming to church on Sunday, the closer you're going to get to God. So this year, I want to get closer to God than I've ever been before. And that's, I want the same thing for you. Because a church of people that are close to God is a church without limits. Take a look at this. James 4.8 says, Come close to God, and God will come close to you. So in other words, if you want to be close to God, you got to take the first step. And when you do, God will always come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. So 21 days of prayer and fasting is going to help you with that second part of that verse. Washing your hands and purifying your hearts. Fasting is your, a way for you to separate yourself from the world. I'm not going to be a part of that anymore. Sounds a little painful. It does. That's because it is. I've got to remove this false expectation that people have that like being a Christian is easy. It's not easy. If it were easy, everyone would be doing it. But it turns out like a small percentage of Christians are actually living the life that God created them to live. A small percentage. Why? Because in the words of Jesus, you have to rough it. Most people aren't willing to do that. You have to hold on through the challenging seasons and not give up. You have to like pry the world off of your life when it would be a heck of a lot easier to just live like everybody else. During last year's 21 days of prayer and fasting, I heard God's voice like I've never heard it before. Like it was so clear and it was so frequent. And you know what? You guys can have the same thing. And I actually expect that for you during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, that the testimony at the end is going to be like, maybe I've never heard God's voice and I actually heard it during this 21 days of prayer and fasting. That's what I expect to happen. Because here's the deal. If you want something you've never had, do something you've never done before. 
You're not going to get where you want to go by doing what you've always done. The best path is not the easy path. It's not the path that everybody else is taking. It's time to change direction. What would your life look like if you came to church every Sunday instead of just when it was convenient? Can I answer that for you? It would be better. It would. What would happen if you really did pray and fast for 21 days straight? It'd be incredible. You wouldn't regret it a bit. So, y'all, beep, beep. It's time. Here's the next one. It's time to get honest with a friend. It's time for you to share your secrets with at least one other person. There's stuff you've been hiding from everyone, but it's time to bring it into the light and find freedom. God didn't design us to live lives by ourselves. We'll never thrive in life when we keep to ourselves. That stuff's going to eat you up until you get it out into the light. So we all need at least one person that we can be 100% honest with in our lives. And that's why small groups are so important at our church. And that's why we're like, we want everybody involved in a small group in every semester because it's that important. And we kick off the next semester of small groups at the end of this month. So I want you guys to go ahead and be mentally preparing. I'm going to pick a small group and I'm going to commit to it. And I'm going to find freedom because I'm going to develop relationships. And don't do it because I told you to. I want you to do it because you want those close relationships. You're like, I, th- I think that Cage's right, that I need those close relationships. And the best way to find them is in small groups. And some of y'all need to lead a group. Like, you've been thinking that, and you're just like, ah, I'm not ready yet. Or I don't know if I want to make that commitment. Well, beep, beep. Now's the time. If leading a group's on your heart, I want you to talk with our small groups leader, Chris Wills, after service today, and he'll get you all the information that you know. If you can't find Chris, or if you don't know Chris, just come see me, and I'll connect you with Chris. Check this out. James 5.16, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Oh, man. That's hard. Well, good, because that's what we're talking about today. The things that are hard. The easy path is not the best path. The best path is the one that the Word of God gives us. If we're supposed to share our secrets with at least one of our fellow believers, then it's worth the uncomfortable to go ahead and do that. Because what's going to happen when they pray for you? You're going to be healed. You're going to find freedom. Here's the deal. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. And here's the next one. It's time to get in tune with my purpose. Maybe you've pursued purpose and passion before, but it just really didn't scratch the itch, like you're still a little bit unfulfilled. You know why? Because that probably wasn't the purpose that God put on your life. Take a look at this. Galatians 6, 3 says, If anyone thinks there's something when they're not, they've deceived themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Like maybe your parents pressured you into doing something that you're not. Or maybe our culture, like, pressured you into doing something that you're not. And no matter what the cause was, like, when you're something other than what God created you to be, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be unfulfilled. And the way out of this is actually to take a deep look on the inside of yourself. And what did God create me to be? What did he create me to do? Not, not what my mom said, not what my dad said, not what my friends say. What did he create me to do? And here's what happens when you do this then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. Man, that sounds awesome. Like you get to be confident in who God created you to be. And you're no longer intimidated by those around you. You don't have to compare yourself. I get to be me. You get to be you. And we actually have a core value here at No Limits that goes along with this. The comparison trap stops with us. We don't compare our church to the church down the street. I don't compare my income to yours. 
There's not one dream team position that's more important than the other. What's important is that we each find what God created us to do and that we thrive in that. And we can help you find that through the growth track. And it's a simple four-step process that happens every Sunday at 12.30 p.m. right here in the auditorium. That's probably like the 200th time I said that, right? But you all still listen. That was awesome. And we can help you find your purpose through the growth track. So we accomplish each step, get this, in the time that you'd be waiting for your food at the restaurant. And then we even feed you afterwards. In other words, you're going to get home at the same time that you would if you went out to eat after church. We did it. We set it up that way because we care about you. And we know you need to get home to your nap. And we do too. So if you've been putting off, putting it off, it's time. Beep, beep. Today's step one of the growth track. And I guarantee you that you won't regret spending an extra hour with us today. And here's the last one. It's time to do something greater than myself. I told you last week that God gave me a single word to describe what we're going to experience as a church this year. And here it is, wholeness. It's when all the pieces come together. It's when we all discover our individual God-given purpose, and then we bring all those pieces together for one unified purpose of making an eternal difference in the lives of others. So we're each a piece of the puzzle, and, and God's been putting this puzzle together over the last year by inspiring unity in our church and, and giving us the programs and systems that we need to be effective. He's been setting us up for this year of wholeness, and this year we're going to see it all come together in a beautiful way. I really believe that. We're going to experience wholeness as a church. We're going to experience wholeness in our families. We're going to experience wholeness in our marriages. We're going to experience wholeness in our businesses. That's what we're going to experience. This year we're all going to see it come together. God's going to take those pieces of our lives and put them together in the most beautiful way. Seriously, y'all, like by the end of 2020, y'all are going to look back and you'll be like, wow, how did God do that? How did he fix that? How did he take what the enemy meant for evil and work it out for my good? How did it look like I was walking through the wilderness and yet I ended up at this great destination? Well, listen to me, it's not going to be easy. The path to the amazing life that God created for you is not the easy path. I'm sorry if I burst your bubble with that this morning. There's going to be times where you feel like you're roughing it. You're going to wonder why you don't have the best accommodations. But in the end, you're going to look back at the challenges and you're going to be like, it was, it was worth it. The result is worth it. So beep, beep. Put your foot on the gas and start moving down your spiritual journey of knowing God, finding freedom, discovering your purpose and making a difference. Let me summarize today's message in one statement. I can't go back and change the beginning, but I can start where I am and change the ending. It's time. It's time to move on from old history, old habits, and old hurts. Just throw those in the trash on the way out. And it's time to get closer to God. Get honest with a friend. Get in tune with your purpose. And do something greater than yourself. So let's all pray together this morning and receive healing from our past and, and the power that we need to move into what God has for us. So God, we come to you this morning and we thank you for your word and we thank you for the truth in your word. And God, we ask you to, to help us to heal from our past, those old hurts and those old habits. Lord, we, we lay them at your feet right now. We're, we're not going to try to do it on our own anymore. We ask you to come and help us. Help us to leave that in the past, change direction and move forward into the new things that you have for us. As we're moving into the new things, God, I ask you for wisdom. I ask you for clarity. I ask you for discernment so that we can know what opportunities to say yes to, what opportunities to say no to, what friends to say yes to, what friends to say no to. 
what small group we're supposed to be in. God, you are the ultimate source of wisdom, and we ask you to speak to us. We thank you for these 21 days of prayer and fasting, and that it's going to bring clarity to what you've called us to do. We're going to hear your voice like we've never heard it before. We're going to become closer to you than we've ever been before. We thank you for what you're going to do through our lives and and through this church. Go ahead and keep your eyes closed. Like maybe you're here today and you kind of had an aha moment. You realize, you know, I've been living my life without God and, and I'm ready to make a change. Today, you want to kind of put a stake in the ground and say, today's the day that I start living my life for God. Today's the day that I give my life to Him. I'm not going to call you to the front, but I am going to ask you to take action. If this is you, if you're ready to make God the leader of your life, I want you to raise your hand boldly because there's no reason to hide. Just raise your hand. That's a way to say, that's me. I've given my life to God. And remember how we read earlier that God reconciled us to Himself through Jesus? Well, that applies to you too. So we're going to pray a prayer together, and when we pray, the power of Jesus is going to bring your balance to zero. <laughs> That's so awesome. You don't have to worry about everything you've done wrong because it's all about to disappear. Because of Jesus, God will bring you into his family and give you new life, and you'll get to spend eternity with him. So let's all pray this together. Jesus, I want you to lead my life. Forgive me for trying to live life without you. I want you to come in and make me new. I thank you for adopting me as your own child and help me to find and walk out your plan for my life. Jesus, we thank you for what you did on the cross to make a relationship with God possible. We don't forget it. We'll never forget it. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time and you haven't been water baptized, that's your next step. Just the way to let us know that you want to be water baptized is actually on our website, nolimits.church. There's a next steps tab. It'll tell you all about water baptism and how you can let us know that you're ready for that. And we would love to do that for you. And hey, if you came prepared to give today, here's how you do it. If you need cash, if you're giving by cash or check, just raise your hands for an offering envelope. One of our ushers will bring that to you. If you're giving with a debit or credit card, use the instructions on the screen behind me. Or if you're listening online right now, go ahead and head to your browser and type in nolimits.fyi into the address bar and then tap the giving button. Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity to give and what you're doing through our giving. You're making a tremendous impact for this church in the lives of those in our community and all around the world. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give into our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And hey, if you were encouraged by this podcast, hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.